December 20th, 2010. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
From Pedro show. Uh, maybe you heard the voice of our faraway guest that I shared this date with. I can't really say it's we got the same birthday because I'm a little bit less younger than she is. But uh, happy birthday! So, so, so it's not the same birth date. It's the our birthdays. Uh, Happened to be on the same day of the calendar year. They weren't... Different years. Different years, but same day. That's it, brother. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, it's Miss Peak, uh, all the way from Strasbourg, France, via uh, Brother Matt's computer. Hello. Hello. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, maybe a, turn that mic a little bit. She got a big party in process going on over there. Yeah. Yeah, how are you celebrating your birthday? Now, you're, you're nine hours ahead. We're actually doing the Waffle Pedro show a little early. It's a Monday at 11, 12 a.m. Well, it's supposed to be 10.30, but we've taken a pound in with the rain here, and I couldn't get uh, the, the, the telephone box got all flooded out. My Internet's in and out, and I'm trying to get this song from uh, the Wakine guys, the jam I did with those guys the week after the tour, but before. 
the wedding uh-huh. in Japan. But it, it came through, but that's why I'm a little late. So you're nine hours ahead, so it's uh, 8, 8.13 p.m. for you? That's right. And how are you celebrating, uh, what is it, your 21st birthday? I don't lie. I don't tell. Um, <laughs> what is it, 19th? <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. Um, yeah, a long time ago. Um, yeah, just, I guess, I guess I had this surprise birthday party thing. And, uh, <laughs> surprise birthday? And, it was a surprise because I got an email from you. Uh, it was. I found you told me a bunch of French people are coming. And, 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 you know, I thought, hey, maybe she just somehow flew back to SoCal for a little bit. But yeah, then, of course, it would be a bunch of French people because you're still in France. <laughs> <laughs> and and what, what kind of surprise was it if you knew they were coming to dinner? Oh, you just thought it was a dinner? No, I didn't know anything about anybody coming over as of yesterday. Oh. And, and I didn't plan for anything, but... Um, Who's cooking? I, you? I figured it out. There was a lot of little sneaky messages going on. I'm like, I think I know what's happening. Oh, you figured it out. Yeah. Your detective <laughs> peak. Are you cooking? Are you doing any of the cooking? No, I just, uh, I did some laundry. That's great. <laughs> are, are you going to be doing some of the eating? I walked through snow mud to go to the laundromat. I thought it was a fancy laundromat. Are you going to be doing some of the eating? Some of the eating. All of the eating? Yes. I have... I have the curious one here next to me. The curious one? Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Rainy. So so you got a little dirty. Was it a fancy laundromat? No, it's not. It doesn't have a card. Oh, so you were being being ironic or satirical. Okay. But no, it's um, well, the, our, our washing machine is broken, so I have to check out. Wet clothes. Clean. And the good thing is it uh, stopped snowing. It was snowing a lot earlier this morning. Yeah. And also rained. Yeah. So we got mushy crap out there. So. We call it slush. <laughs> Although we don't get much snow here, like none. <laughs> you don't eat it. But it has been, been raining like crazy, and it's not supposed to stop till Thursday. Well, yeah. we got it up in the mountains. In fact, the snow level is pretty low because yeah. of all this storm. Did you hear? Why? Have you been talking uh, to Southern California people? yesterday, and I heard about it from you. <laughs> from me? Oh, and I also, yeah, and I also looked up the news because um, uh, total lunar eclipse tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's most visible in Western Hemisphere of North America. Yeah, but <laughs> not here. But we're not going to be able to see it with these fucking clouds, Miss P. Exactly. And we'll be able to see it because of the rainstorm. That sucks. That sucks because it's uh, the first one in like almost 500 years. Yeah. Yeah, we had meteor shower this week, too. Couldn't see that. Right. But I felt it. They kept hitting me in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to drive Saturday. I had a gig. Kind of a... Well, it was to celebrate Dean Dean the Pranza Machines 
birthday. And uh, had to go through much. It was a heavy uh, ride Sierra, Sierra Madre, to Sierra Madre. Madre. Yeah. Bob Steyer's territory. Uh, look, I should say what we played. We started off the show with Mr. Day by John Coltrane. Uh, then Birthday Boy by The Residents. You don't know about The Residents. That's unfortunate. They go way back in the kind of a DIY music scene. Ralph Records. I don't know a lot of things. Yeah. San Francisco. Big Eyeball. Yeah. They went on to do things like uh, kind of operas and plays. And they did one on Bible stories, one tour I saw. Yeah, they're really... The only guy who kind of came out with his own name was Snakefinger. He was playing guitar for them. In fact, uh, Stephen McKay toured with him. He, oh. he died of a heart attack. Somebody stole the eyeballs at one of the Somebody lives. stole the eyeballs at one of the gigs, yeah. yeah. Who would do such a shit? Sad. Anyway, uh, that's Birthday Boy from the Duck, Duck Stab. I remember getting that record at Zed's. When it came out, it was like, man, look at these guys. <laughs> and it was such strange music, really weird. Then they had an album called Third Reich and Roll. And they had all these little tunes that were really trippy. It's kind of cool getting excited about albums and stuff. It doesn't yeah. really happen as much anymore. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of that, Miss P? Do you get excited about music like you used to in the old days? I never did. <laughs> Not even for I Rush? I'm very cool about music. <laughs> what about Rush? I have Emma here. Emma. What about Rush? Did you ever get excited for Rush? Uh, yeah, but, you know, it was a mistake as far as, you know, <laughs> not the band, but the fact that I think, yeah, that's because I feel like in the 70s, uh, it was probably the most, the heightened time of, like, idealize, idealizing everything. And music was very much of that, you know. There was a lot of epic albums that was made in such a grandeur of like, <laughs> like big stories, big sound, big concerts, you know. But now I think, for better or worse, you know, there's a lot of bands out there, a lot of independent music, and people are um, having their own little set selections it's not a band anymore it's a genre you know and it's also uh, coincide with um, just identity in general you know you, if you like independent bands you're this kind of hipsters and if you like this kind of weird music you're another type and 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 each type consists of probably 10 20 bands and that's why a lot of music festivals are doing better now think so it's, it's not a bad thing that no, no one band monopolizes on <laughs> like Pink Floyd did <laughs> so. oh so it was the way the bands were perceived there was fewer bands to pick from so they had bigger pieces of the pie yeah, yeah we think kids like music more I think you know it's more common that kids know people in a band like is it, like your story you know you play in a band be with your niche group of friends but now it's like oh you know every five kids one in out 
What about the way that the way music gets to people? That changed. Yeah. That's kind of what Brother Matt was talking about. The 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 actual way. Record stores. Yeah. Trip. Yeah. Next store used to be people where people hang out, and that's you know, and find things, and the source of a lot of things. And now it's internet, so it's kind of uh, the beehive has has been hit. <laughs> Is it the same kind of hanging out, like a record store versus the internet? Yeah, in forums. <laughs> <laughs> Chat room. Well, you got that part of the uh, lifestyle, and then you got the, you know, kids going for music festival, like I said. Yeah, but that's kind of a live thing. You're talking about gigs, right? Yeah, well, it's both sides. The socialization. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, probably... I, out of anything, I would think that you one would appreciate that the most. You know what? Why would you start your own band business? You know what? <laughs> I think maybe we asked you too hard of a question. Oh, maybe I didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> we should get back to birthdays. Do you think birthdays are important? <laughs> well, if you believe in Gregorian calendar... Are you against? Are you against them? I'm not because you can have to instill some kind of system where everybody can adapt to the birthday system. No, the the calendar system. Oh, the calendar system. Yeah. So, no, I mean, you know, I can be bummed out about it, or I can be. Happy or whatever. I don't know. I'm in a state of, of blank right now about it. Do you dig? Uh, are pe- people treating you special? Huh? Are people? Well, I, tre- I mean, I, I mean, well, out of anything, I'm kind of. It's kind of refreshing to not hear happy birthday here. Are people treat treating you special? Uh, yeah, too much. Do you like that? No. So they don't have like a little happy birthday French version song? Yeah, it was a French version, so it's a little bit stranger to my ear, so it's okay. <laughs> so you're not happy about them treating you special? Uh, I don't like to be uh, noticed that I'm like in the room. But just ignore that for a minute and ask all those people to sing happy birthday to you in French so we can dig on yeah. it. Yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> hey, people, will you sing to her? Sing happy birthday in French now. Yeah, right now. Awesome, Miss yeah. Pink. They could do it for the show. Huh? What's, what's he eating? What's he eating back there? Looks good. Little appetizer thing. You know, in, in France, you got... Uh, uh, Vietnamese sausage? Vietnamese oh, sausage. Cool. Uh, Mozambique on peanuts? Cacoates. Well, skin. Like chicharrones. That's Thai and Japanese and Vietnamese and French. Multicultural feast. Yeah. 
Have you got apparatus here? What do we have? Have you got poopoos? Oh. Entree? Yeah. And then uh, the actual meal, and you got dessert. So it's kind of common to have four. Emma, sing happy birthday in French. Your brother Matt really wants to hear this. <laughs> Get her to sing, Miss P. Get the baby to sing. I think there's a newborn here too, maybe. Um, yeah. So how's uh how's your day going over there? Well look, if you're not gonna sing for us, I'm gonna play some more birthday songs. <laughs> okay? Hold on.
music there. Uh, first up was Birthday Boy, another Birthday Boy. Uh, by Wild Wild Billy Childish and the Musicians of the British Empire. Is that a name for a band? <laughs> Very regal. And uh, then we heard Boo Boo's Birthday, uh, Take Two, by Thelonious Monk. Whoa. Zemma. A lot of uh, noise happening from the Strasbourg, France party with Miss Pete. And finally, we're, we heard Rocket Live by Many Birthdays. So there is a little birthday set for you and myself, uh, Miss Pete. Yeah, so... Uh, what, what, do you see like a birthday is kind of like a, a way of... Uh, Beginning and starting a, uh, a segment of your life? No, that's New Year. Oh, it's more New Year's. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. I don't know, it seems less significant over the years, you know. Maybe that's the old and jaded stuff. Oh, you, yeah, I've been there, done that. Yeah, I don't, you know, I only remember of what I don't like, you know, the, sh- the party shenanigans or party hats or some drunkenness. What about so, when you were little? Was there parties where uh, a lot of your, your, your little young friends were around? No. You never had those? Uh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that has something to do with my cynic- cynicism. Cynicism? <laughs> 
seven, eight years old or something like this? Well, at least. Well, I don't remember, personally. I mean, um, other than that, there's no picture records of it. So if that doesn't exist, so I never had it. Uh, are, are birthdays a big deal in Thailand? Uh, sometimes. Um, but not as much as here. It seems uh, the com- commercialization plays a lot more part here where, you know, people come over with birthday gifts and every TV show has a big kid birthday parties and it seems very um, excessive. <laughs> wow. Uh, but, you know, then again, I grew up in a different time, in a different country, so it's a... Uh, and it's also, you know, my small town is not about that, so... But, but yeah, there... Some of, I remember my cousin had birthday parties where kids come over and stuff but with little person but it's all I don't know it's it's all small gesture but it's not the parents bringing gifts it's just other kids bringing gifts oh okay Um, yeah do you know about pinatas yeah I do you know about the game (laughs) at the birthday parties with the stick and you uh, these paper mache uh, figurines full of candies and stuff yeah I guess that's okay yeah. And but what's not okay is the amount of candies. Just like you know the Halloween. I don't think that's okay. <laughs> you go around and collect a bucket of candies and you eat until you puke. <laughs> eat until you're sick. <laughs> because you you just can't not not do that. You know you just can't. You right. Just, as a kid, you have crap loads of candies. You just create all kinds of like disorder in the house with that much candies. <laughs> yeah, probably helps with the diabetes uh, coming on pretty heavy, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Later years, prepping the body of uh, yeah, the insulin slam. People are coming consuming a lot more sugar each year. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, uh, yeah. What do you it's think about it, uh, being a, when, not moving away from the little kid land that I know you you really dread Unhappy leaving land. behind, but uh, let's let's go into adult, more adult uh, perspective of birthdays and the idea of a birthday meaning God damn, I can't believe I made it. Oh, that's you. <laughs> is that valid? I think that's you. Well, in a way, it really is me, especially this year because. My pop uh, passed away in '52, so wow. I, I, I outlived. Yeah, yeah, I outlived oh, my wow. pop by making it to '53. So, because this is what I was told this when I was younger that you should think of birthdays as like kind of medal of honors that you didn't get killed yet. And I never used to uh, think of that as um, a little kid. A little kid, I have to be. I want to be honest with you. I thought it was kind of a present day. That was, and, yeah. <laughs> and since it was five days by uh, Christmas, with my case, or our case, you and mine, I thought, whoa, the two present days are close. Then I got into uh, 20s, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, uh, actually didn't tell people my birthday. Not until maybe my 40s. My early 40s, I started telling people actually when my birthday was. I kind of was hiding it. Because I, 
I didn't want to be reminded of getting old. And then um, it was Carla Bozlich, because hers is Christmas Eve. Mm. And since it was so close, she had me come up to her pad up in wherever it was, Silver Lake. And, uh, and be part of this child, this party. She had all her buddies around. And it was the first time I had been to a birthday party since I was, uh, you know, with me involved since I was a kid. And then, uh, and she was the one who was kind of said, yeah, you should be kind of glad on this day because it's a way of being grateful for making it that far. And that was a whole... Honestly, honestly, I think about that every other day. Like, I mean, I I don't want to point out that, you know, anything, but, you know, I I see death picture and news and everything is always reminding me of that. So birthday, not necessarily a milestone for me in that matter. Um, It's almost like feels more like other people are going to be concerned about what I would think about my birthday on my birthday. (laughs) Well, maybe they're glad you're here. (laughs) They're like, oh, we so appreciate you were born. Yeah, that you're in their life. huh? Okay. (laughs) And you, you feel that is a big weight on you. <laughs> so these people are like weighing you down. That was added responsibility. Yeah, like you were put on the planet to entertain. Huh? No. Well, wow, not what are these? But I don't know. Oh. I don't know what it is. Close it. It's like, oh, they, they chose to care, and now I have to care back. <laughs> oh, so if they wouldn't care, you wouldn't have to care back. But now. Yes, that is very extreme weight that they put you put on you. Yeah, what a burden. Yeah, almost like slave masters. I don't know how you go on. Yeah, I don't know how you. That's what a strong woman you are. This yeah. So I admire you. Anyway, let's play some more music.
time we wait All them things supposedly great The aftermath hits you in the gut No lights, no corners to cut In the meantime we wait All in time, always too late Not a chance In the meantime In the Should you ever know 
Watford Pedro show. Uh, that was Love Song by Good Old Europe. Is that a name for a band? Good Old Europe. You know, finally somebody. Feel good. <laughs> and uh, then In the Meantime by Concerned Old Men. Actually, I think they're from... Uh, I think Good Old Europe is German, and I think uh, Concerned Old Men are Swedish. And then Birthday Swim by Wakine. Uh, actually, I'm on that song, too. And I, I, I call it Birthday Swim because I'm playing it today. And uh, uh, They just called it Mike Wakine, and I thought that was kind of a lame title. So... Uh, so it's almost polar bear time, speaking of birthday swims. Oh, yeah, 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 right. You're not here to do that, Miss P. You're going to have to do a parallel oh, one. Oh, yeah. It's in 10 days. Yeah, Come on, we can do it, 11 days. I wanted to do that. <laughs> and we started off that music with the uh, Bust Out Brigade by Go Team. I was, uh, I was told that this was uh, uh, named after an idea I had. Wow. So that was very kind. Cool. Uh, yeah, you could jump in the water at the same time as I did on uh, uh, New Year's Day. No, thank you. I wonder how I'm going to do it, Brother Matt. Should I wear the brace? Fuck. Probably. Because we have the wave nuts. Yeah, I, I hyperextended my knee in a wave did before, you? and it's still, that was like 20-something years ago, and I still feel you that still sucker. feel it? Yeah. Hmm. The bra uh, brace get wet? Better than fucking Better than popping the knee. <laughs> you know, I've been riding a bike. Well, Thursday was a, when I had to stop because of this rain. But it's getting stronger. However, uh, yesterday, I was just walking in the pad, and I crumpled. Right forward, right under the... Mm. No ser uh, serious hurt or anything, but I just crumpled. Yeah, I think going and the brace would be necessary because you just never know what yeah it doesn't take anything to crumble uh, we're at the end of the first hour of December 20 2010 Watt from Pedro show a birthday edition for me and our guest from Strasbourg France is peak uh, hang tight for hour two <laughs> I wear black Okay, uh, <coughs> December 20th, 2010, the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
قبلها جدع زيك قبلها جدع زيك فكر انك لا بقالك روح يا شاطر بنات الناس ما هيش
Unser Führer Adolf Hitler ist gefallen. Und zwar auf die Fresse! from Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with uh, Mawal. It's from Hughes de Curson. Hughes uh, de Curson is a, a French composer, musician who goes to different parts of the world and, uh, yeah, I guess it's the real meaning of world music where you try to find the common threads and uh, he'll juxtapose different things. Uh, kind of a uh, Middle East music with uh, European classical, or like he's having Ravel's Bolero in uh, Southeast Asia. Malaysia is going to bring it there, and uh, that part of the world to have the, uh, those kind of ethnic musicians try the, this European composition oh. and stuff like that. Very interesting. Then we heard a uh, Fuck You Pretentious Noise Artist by the Adjective Noun, <laughs> and then In Your Head by Utro Inside, Utro Inside from Russia. And then you by Agui. Uh, speaking of which, a uh, very very interesting thing you said, Miss Peak. Uh, while we we're playing the music there, uh, you were talking about uh, doing some fighting over there in Strasbourg, and how uh, similar you saw the styles, even though they were using different language to talk about it. And they're uh, very interested in seeing you fight, but uh, you you kind of let them down, or. No, I let me down. <laughs> you, you let you down. Yeah, but that's you know. That's you weren't you weren't really prepared. Uh, and no, I, I'm never prepared. You know, that's just my life. And the thing is, like, I'm I just jumped in. I'm like, you know, I'm a certain belt level. I go in, and people are like, oh, so show us what you got. But that's what I think in my head. So <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm not gonna show you what I got because I'm gonna make sure that I don't look stupid so I will do less and so when I spar with some guy they put me up for it and I just you know they were like come on why don't you go for it I'm like oh you were a little reserved yeah I didn't want to go crazy uh, especially with no like, hair pulling and bitch slapping and be the out of town or come in, come in and <laughs> kick everyone's ass <laughs> No, no headgear, no health insurance, that kind of a Okay. <laughs> so, so but this led, uh, this led to you talking about this thing about, now you're in Strasbourg. The last time we talked to you, you were in Bangkok. The time before yeah. that, you were actually here in the Love Grotto. Yeah. 
in San Pedro. And so the three parts of the world, and uh, you're on this mission to find new set of friends, new fighting friends, new music friends, new dancing friends. It's not a mission specifically because, you know, the, I, like before going off to some place, moving or whatnot, you're just like, oh, go see a new place. You go see a new experience. But then I feel like uh, I'm not unique in this manner that you once you settle down, you want to start surrounding yourself with something you're familiar with. So like in my case, I come to a country, I don't speak any of their language, I just go try to find Krav Maga, which I used to do. So, and there is one here, a big one with a Muay Thai connection and, and the fight club kind of. So I jumped in and uh, the last three days I've been uh, acquainting with a new group of, of fighters and, you know, fight enthusiasts. And, um, and, and I felt like, you know, I just make it, makes me wonder of human condition whether you know they just keep uh, perpetuating uh, self uh, manifesting themselves by finding similar friends in different cultures or different settings um, everywhere they go you know so and 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 it's just hate to I just hate to think that a creature of habit you know I'm trying to also learn about French food and cooking and all that new stuff, but at the same time, there has to be a, a level of comfort, uh, you know, that 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 keep you keep you like I don't know um, familiar with something. I, I think it's also the same when when people are uprooted and go to a different country and they keep forming a community like Thai town or you know Chinatown and they kind of keep being in the same sort of just a miniature of something they used to have. Yeah, so a little like thermos bottle. So what, for photography people, uh, music people, couchsurfing.com yeah. people. Yep, exactly. The, so the, but what about the other uh, pressures? Uh, assimilate. This, I'm sorry? The other kind of uh, pressure like to assimilate. Um, you know, that's. I think that's individual based because it's. Um, it depends on how much you're scared. If, if you're survival, just depending on it, I'm sure that I would. <laughs> you would do a lot more to try to assimilate. You know, if if it's a do or die. But if you don't, I think people have a habit. I think to avoid having to do the hard work. Maybe that's just me. No, 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 I see what you mean. What, what, but what do you think about the hosts? Do you think they pressure the new guests or the new... Yeah. But they would want to because, you know, they love people who live in a place. They have a specific expectation and, and manners and customs. Like right now, people are like waiting to eat because they don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, they would think that this is a weird uh, non-French behavior. So well, wrap it on the like Skype to some clowns in Pedro <laughs> <laughs> to conform. Okay, okay, yeah, I understand what you mean. Is, like astronomy is kind of serious, you know. I, I heard that it's got listed in the UNICEF or something for World Heritage of their French cuisine is. So, but I'm just saying as an example. But no, no, I, 
I can I can see from both sides now because like I was I I, stay, I lived in the U.S. for long enough to 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 feel local and feel that you know if people don't understand how local things work then they should learn because you know that's just that's just the way you you keep peace kind of you know you keep the society going by by sort of understanding of what the norms are somehow. Uh, but I also feel like in France, for some reason, it's, it's very common to have outsiders. I, I don't know, it feels like much more than the U.S. for some reason. And they have a lot of, you know, Africans and different kinds of people becoming French in the matter of a generation. So the assimilation is actually quite, quite, I don't know if sufficient is the word, but it's more of, Oh, it happens all the time. You know, people having to just adapt into French system. Uh, so you 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 you're putting yourself in these different places. Is it important for uh, Miss Peak to stay, Miss Peak? I know, but that's like I freaked out. Like, let's say if you called me a month ago, I would just be like on edge all the time because I have I feel like my identity as I knew it was threatened. You know, like my like I talk the way I talk. I have the way I, you know, like inject some sense of humor if I had any at that certain moment. And and then I got here and I, I no longer am funny or understood or you know I, I lost my grooves. So I felt completely on edge all the time for like a month and like I hated everything. And then it started snowing and like fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, but you think in the long run, maybe it's good for you. Oh yeah, I, well, no, I always knew that. Uh, where do you see yourself next birthday? What's that? Where do you see yourself next birthday? Oh, next birthday probably Thailand. Because um, I'm gonna try to like do like hopping around. Um, but I don't know. It might be here. I, I, I don't know. Um, but I guess I guess the weird thing is like, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Go back to the thought that even though I was agitated and annoyed about the difficulties of, of, of understanding or adapting or get it, whatever it is, it feels like it's a very, um, I think that comes down to personality. If you can... Um, I always felt that it's really good for me to challenge my my stupid stubbornness that I have. Like you know, you probably don't know this, but I have a lot of beliefs that certain things are right, <laughs> and I would sometimes like kind of fought for it, even the way things supposed to work. You know, like um, societies or culture. And now when I got here, everything is challenged, and I have to. I have to, I get to... Um, Reinvent question. yourself. Well, that comes later, but I get to question my beliefs and whether or not that was a, like a, a geographical specific, you know, it's not a convention, like it's not a human, like it's, it doesn't cover every, like the world. You know, like, it's very... Uh, some you know every, like ideals and desire and 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 what people are going for is not the same from country to country 
uh, area to area. And um, so I get I get fascinated for, for that, then I would love to learn French more because, uh, you know, everything, you, uh, a lot of senses you can get from the way people talk uh, about the, the kind of things people talk about, you know, and I like to to know about it or hear it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more sensitivity. Yeah. Uh, Brother Matt, turn the machine this way. You see what I'm wearing now? Uh, uh, pajamas? I don't know. Can you, yeah, as far as I can get it. <laughs> oh, that's as much as you can turn it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah. he's got a... I got some attachment. He's got a weird attachment. Not a weird one, but... Let's see. That actually, help. it's a tele... There tele- we go. Whoa, we lost her. There you are. Can you see? Not yet. It's frozen. Oh, oh, we lost, we lost her. her. Oh. Skype unexpectedly quit. Here we're coming no, back. That those things happen. Anyway, Miss Peak's on her big journey, living in different places and different places, teaching me uh, Miss Peak more about herself, and she's uh, very interested in this uh, adventure. It seems to me, Brother Matt. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, she is unstoppable in her travels. Yeah, right. Most people would maybe be afraid, mm. but she is the hero. Um. Are you about ready for your spin cycle? Sure. I come from San Pedro. You have no badges. We don't need no badges. We don't need no stinking badges. Hello. So, that was like an introduction. (laughs) Now for some preaching to the choir on the subject of how come it is that the further in you go, the bigger it gets. I remember the very, very first time I smoked DMT. It was sort of a benchmark, you might say. And I remember that this friend of mine who always got there first visited me with this little glass pipe and this stuff which looked like orange mothballs. And since I was a graduate of Dr. Hoffman's, I figured there were no surprises. So the only question I asked was, how long does it last? And he said, about five minutes. 
So I did it. And there was uh, something like a flower, like a chrysanthemum in orange and yellow that was sort of spinning, spinning. And then it was like I was pushed from behind and I fell through the chrysanthemum into another place that didn't seem like a state of mind. It seemed like another place. And what was going on in this place, aside from the tastefully soffited indirect lighting and the crawling geometric hallucinations along the domed walls, what was happening was that there were a lot of uh, beings in there. A lot of what I call self-transforming machine elves. Sort of like jeweled basketballs all dribbling their way toward me. And if they'd had faces, they'd have been grinning, but they didn't have faces. And they assured me that they loved me, and they told me not to be amazed, not to give way to astonishment. And so I watched them, even though I wondered if maybe I hadn't really done it this time. And what they were doing was they were making objects come into existence by singing them into existence. Objects which looked like Fabergé eggs from Mars morphing themselves with Mandayan alphabetical structures. They looked like the concrescence of linguistic intentionality put through a kind of hyperdimensional transform into three-dimensional space. And these little machines offered themselves to me, and I realized when I looked at them that if I could bring just one of these little trinkets back, nothing would ever be quite the same again. And I wondered where am I? And what is going on? And it occurred to me that these must be 
holographic viral projections from an autonomous continuum that was somehow intersecting my own. And then I thought a more elegant explanation would be to take it at face value and realize that I had broken into an ecology of souls and that somehow I was getting a peep over the other side. Somehow I was finding out that thing that you cheerfully assume you can't find out. But it felt like I was finding out. And it felt... And then I can't remember what it felt like because the little self-transforming types interrupted me and said, don't think about it. Don't think about who we are. Think about doing what we're doing. Do it. Do it now. Do it. And I was born botanical, the soul of an animal. Deep beneath the layers, I sink my roots. No need for mechanical, I come strictly organical. When I need to feed, I look to the east. That's why I'm never scared of the beast. Even though they try to prey upon me, I'm protected by the one always greater than me. So now I reveal to thee, because you want to see the contour of my mystery, the strength of my arches, the color of my conscience, and the way that I process my diction. Some facts, some fiction, some mystery and some future fantasy on the trunk that holds the branches, the leaves that do the dances, my flowers romantic, my love gigantic. See, I'm beginning to perspire From the 
Brother Matt, cool. so uh, we lost this peak. Yeah, but uh, it was cool though talking to her. It was very much her Strasbourg, France adventure report, international on her B day, and uh, wishing her the best. And anyway, we gave her a break so she could do that chat yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah, her party not was let waiting. Them drink all the wine. <laughs> uh, what was going through your head on uh, this? Edition spin cycle. Well, start off with uh, like a little spoken wordness. I think kind of getting some birthday wisdom in there with some DMT penal gland <laughs> activation for evolving to the next level, and uh, some big fat bass for the bass king. Okay. Um, so something along those lines. Yeah, oh. very interesting. <laughs> I dug it very much. In the middle of your uh, cyclage. Uh, we are joined 
here at the Love Grotto with the guest. Yeah, Lori. Speak left in, in person. Yeah. Lori Steelwick, welcome. Hey, <laughs> happy birthday, Watt. Woohoo! Welcome aboard, thank you. That's a uh, bitchin', bitchin' painting there. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I got a present from her. It's a hypnotizer <laughs> called uh, The Guy Beans from Venus, Beans. which is a kind of a tribute, maybe? Mm-hmm. To Captain Beefheart. Yeah, who passed away. Right. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Which is a huge blow for me. I mean, he was 69 years old. He's had MS for a while. I actually found uh, the gig. I went and saw him in 1980 at the Whiskey. And uh, I had just had knee surgery. I was in a cast. And uh, I found the gig. He was touring the dock at the radar station. I, um, yeah, I really uh, don't know what the Minutemen would have been like without somebody like Camp Beefheart. I wonder if there would have even been a Minuteman without Camp Beefheart. Him, his music, very influential on us. Shortly after that gig, I think in 82, he stopped doing music. And he, he had started painting in the 70s, and he pursued that more and more. His paintings are really fantastic. Have you have you checked them out on that website, the gallery well, website uh, that he has? Radar station, talk at the radar station. That's he painted the cover. Yeah, I guess it's supposed to be uh, some Chinese opera. Mm. And then I think he did the cover of Shiny Beast. He, um, he's he's been shown a lot. Um, well, that's what he yeah. ended up doing. Yeah, he, he also music. does sculpture too. In fact, uh, I've never seen his sculptures. Wow! But I, somebody was telling me a few years ago he was painting with the brushes taped to his yeah, hands. I heard that. Yeah, yeah, you have to because the MS was really bad. But anyway, uh, he was just a very positive. Force and my music thing. He, I remember when Punk came and me and Boom were talking about how, like, he was doing punk, like Stooges, they were doing punk in the 60s and people just didn't call it punk, but they were the big daddies, mm-hmm. they were the granddaddies of the movement. Uh, you said you talked to him on the phone once when Christ, on Christine yeah, McKenna's radio show? Yeah, I never met him in person, but there was a... He was being interviewed by Christine McKenna on radio station. And they had people call up. So I called up. And I got to talk to him. What'd you I say to him? I asked him about... There's an album he did called Strictly Personal. And you open it up, and they're, him and the Magic Band are wearing these fucking trippy hats or whatever kind of stuff and it was pretty scary and so uh, I asked him what was that about 
know? That used to scare me. And like that's one of my favorite albums by him. And he said, well, it was just shit laying around and we decided to put on or something. Something like it wasn't that deep, you know, <laughs> even though I had like stared at it. Remember in the old days when you got records and you just try to figure out the <laughs> shit? Did look, you say it look, scared look, look, you? Look. Yeah, it is scary. If you, I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. it. Yeah. Uh. It's pretty scary, man. And uh, anyway, uh, it was kind of funny. I felt kind of silly for asking him that because, of course, it wasn't such a big deal. But it was for me. It was like something I had said to myself, man, if I ever get to meet this guy, I want to ask him about the inside of that record cover. Then as, as I was asking, I was thinking, man, this is one of the most stupid fucking things I could be asking him about. <laughs> so, you know, but I did have a chance to talk to him, and he seemed very nice. So, uh, and I got to thank him for making great music for me, for our listeners, Cape Goers. So I'm glad I got to do that. They played a little bit of a song on NPR today. Which is nice. Not too much. Well, that's of it, one though. of them rival shows to ours, isn't it, Brother Matt? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the LPF bill got passed this weekend. Nobody's talking oh. about it. That's right. LPFM. A little power action. Yeah, remember? I've been yeah. behind that for years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, more. Getting little local station. Yeah, community passed. action. I wonder what's going to come out of that. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah. The big broadcast, everybody's been against it for uh-huh. so long. Community so much fighting. Radio. Yeah, shut the out the voices. FCC commission. The Congress went and did this. Uh, we're at the end of the second hour of December 20, 2010. What from Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. December 20th, 2010. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Hey, Sam. How's it going? Yeah. Hey, we got hey, Brother hey, Sam. I'm doing good. On the Skype now. And we got another. Um, just, Sorry, you, what can you say? You, uh, we can, uh, Brother Matt, we have another you. guest. <laughs> we have another guest via the internet. This is. Uh, Sam Duke in Brighton, England right now. Here, Brother Matt being hip to Skype. So I'll do that. There we go. Because uh, Brother Sam wants to see Brother yeah, Matt on the little some. video thing. And Hello, Sam. The problem, Brother Hi. Sam, is he's got a window right behind him, so it's like witness, witness, witness protection program. <laughs> program. Kind of thing. And, and I'm over here. I'm working the fucking... Uh, Radio show we're here using my little pewter. So, uh, our, we have actually a, li- a living, well, you're living too, but we ha- actually have somebody with us as a guest too, Laurie. Hi. Oh, you can't and, see me. And uh, I was explaining to her, uh, yeah, your reason for being on the planet. You know, she's, she, <laughs> I'm just telling her about Cuz and how you're in the studio right now mixing Cuz. Yeah, Joe's here. Can you see Joe? I see yeah. Joe. He's just on your port side. If you want him to see you, you have to put your face in that dot. Do I need him to see me? Yes. Here, I'll say it again. If you want him to see you. There. Hi. 
Hello. Laurie gave me this painting here for my birthday because it's my birthday. Can you get his volume up there? Let's see, this is full. No, there's a slide bar at the bottom. See this painting? You can't see. What is that? It looks trippy. It looks like an eye. Yeah, well, it's Green Eye Beans from Venus after a Cat Beefheart song. She was inspired. She's starting a whole series of trippy paintings. Yeah, bean paintings. I mean, she's done trippy paintings before. So, uh, we usually start off the third hour with songs, but I'll play some Captain Beefheart. We played, uh, she's talking about, as we were listening to Spin Sec, about how uh, Captain Beefheart wasn't that Mersh, but actually there was some record company people who thought he was kind of like Bob Seger, even had him tour with him and shit. And I played a song, Tropical, we'll listen to it a little bit, Tropical Hot Dog Night, that I heard as a teenager. They were, it was even on the Mersh FM uh, stations. So, I don't know. Do you have any uh, connection with Captain Beefheart? Uh, I, is that a question to me or to the general panel? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the panel. <laughs> <laughs> We got one guess. It's just me and Brother Matt and a guest, Laurie. Okay. So yeah, man. I'm, that's well, it. I guess Joe's part of the panel, too. Now, I'm asking you for I, the ice listeners. Cream for the, ice cream for the crow and, and yeah. trout mask replica. I don't know. Ice cream for crow was his last one. That's mainly poems. That's yeah. when he quit music. About okay. 1982. Well, he wanted to get into painting or something. And, uh, anyway, music work at hand. You're you're doing cuz. Like I was saying, I was trying to justify your existence to Lori by saying that you have this project with me. <laughs> I'll bear that in mind when I'm trying to justify my I played Bust Out Brigade earlier, the, the new Go Team. <laughs> Sam plays with a band called Go Team. And, oh, yeah. uh, about, cool. how, what's it coming on now? Three years? I came to England with some days off. I think it was July of 2007, right? Or was it 2008? 2008, wasn't it? Yeah, okay, so yeah. it's it's not three years yet. It's only two no. and a half years. And um, <laughs> not not to put any pressure on you or anything, but two and a half <laughs> years ago, I had some days off in England with Stooges gigs, so I took the train down to Brighton, and I played bass to him drumming and for three days. And he took those things, them big jams, and he took out parts, because in his band... Uh, his boss, uh, Go Team, uh, takes samples and makes it in their music. Uh-huh. So we decided to kind of do that, but we would be our own samples. So Sam went and took all them jams and found parts that he, still he judged. Still finding them, Mark? Yeah, <laughs> of course, it was three days. Although there was one point where I did fucking lay him out and couldn't think of anything more. But we got a lot of, a lot of shit, and then, or, or uh, a lot of uh, chafe, you know, or whatever, sure. stuff... I guess Chafe would be after the fact. A, a lot of stuff to look through to find that sus. Uh, what's it called? Gristle? What do you call it? Get the, the milk? <laughs> no, it's before. It's, it's Ingredients? No, it's the first batch. When you take something... Sort the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's that shit called before you wheat and chaff it? <laughs> you know, it's just the, the harvest. The okay, we got a big raw harvest. Yes. And there's a lot of stuff that he could call from, and he has, and that became the hearts of a lot of these songs for this first album that we are uh, 
dangerously uh, close to finishing. Fishing. <laughs> Very dangerously close. No, yeah. It'll get done when it gets done. And, out, well. and a lot of it's, a lot of the work's been Brother Sam here. I mean, he's, first he had to go and listen to all that stuff and come up with parts and then use his musical part of his mind to make songs out of these things. Then he had me sometimes add a, a spiel or bass and then he, he plays everything. Uh, people in Go Team, to be in Go Team, I think you have to play everything mm -hmm. because they always switch around a lot. So he could add all kinds of stuff. And we had some of... Uh, buddies to uh, add stuff on and now he's putting it together uh, for the final form actually it was about 90% him maybe 10% me it was kind of 50-50 when we were pracking, uh, not pracking, jamming in those three days in July 2008, but after that he's had to do so much of the work and now he's mixing it and then, uh, you know, I make it even harder by having these retarded uh, opinions about <laughs> bass being too little. <laughs> well, actually, I'll be very happy any way that he does it because he's a great cat and I'm very honored and proud. But a lot of this stuff, well, yeah, probably 99%. I would have never... It would have been just jam stuff into the air, right? Mm -hmm. He made these things into actual things that I can be very proud to be part of. Posterior. Posterity. <laughs> posterity. Posterity. <laughs> So anyway, I've talked enough about it. What's your take on it, Brother Sam? Uh, first off, Mike, um, can you point the computer screen down a bit? I'm looking at the ceiling, which it's is... a bad angle. <laughs> no, just, just do the screen, face. Brother Matt. You only have to do the pewter. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's it. There because you go. he ain't looking at the screen, so I'm in the witness protection <laughs> program mode, too, where you just well, see a silhouette. It's, it's because, uh, yeah, we have windows behind us. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a... Yeah, it's going well, it's Mike. Artistic. We're doing uh, doing all the you know finickety, is that a word? Finickety stuff in the studio with all the frequencies, and it's it's. I'm learning a lot actually about mixing. Joe's being really kind with his time, you know. Um, and it's really fun doing this last bit, pulling the mixes up and really focusing on getting the best sound from them. Right, because a lot of it he was doing right in his pad. So there's a studio called Brighton Electric. It's also a practice pad. This is actually one of the rooms is where we did the jams. I'm in that room now, actually. I'm not. It's not the room that we did the first jam, but remember when we did the second jam? Does this ring a bell? You yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> uh, we did, actually, we've done a second album's worth. Well, shit, there's probably a second album's worth in that first batch of shit. But we did another, yeah. this was <laughs> last year, we did another two days of jamming. And uh, but it wasn't just me, and brother Sam. Two of his buddies, Vinny and Danny, came out, and also Shige. Uh, yeah, Shige. You saw Shige. He Shige came, and we did. Uh, yeah, he was at the gig. He was at the uh, Minehead gig. But he he came up. He was practicing with some dudes. Just came over, and we did some. He played synthesizer for some like uh, exploration jam for twenty minutes. Yeah, I swear we should use that piece all in itself and add shit to it when it, when the time comes. I mean, we got to finish this first one off. We got a little ahead of ourselves because we still wasn't even done with Here this. Here it is, Mike. Look, we're on the. This is the desk. We're all. We've got it all loaded oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, I had some time off, and again, you know, the fuck, I go and 
Cool way to do it. Jam with it. And there, in fact, it was last summer, and I took the train from jamming with him to the Ultimaris party in Minehead that Stooges did. It was a different train line, more expensive. The first Great Western was that one. This one that you sent me on was a little, took a little longer, but it was like way more econo. Yeah. 16 pounds. Around the houses a bit, but yeah. Another one was 41 pounds. Actually, sixteen pound is what it costs to go from fucking Heathrow to Paddington. You have to kind of backtrack. I got to go into London because uh, Minehead stuff's west of London. Actually, I had to go into town and come back. Yeah, they don't put a little linker. There's no little linker going to that. The, the rail line must go right by. Well, whatever. It's all right. We made it. We did it. Actually, it was the first time I got to play the opera. I blew some how's that going? Out. How's how's playing the new album going, Mike? Well, that was the last time I did it. The next time yeah. I do it, it's going to be fifty-one times in fifty-two days in this U.S. tour, April, March tenth, April third. But look, I'm, I'm bogarting the spiel on the cuz thing. I want uh, you to talk about it there. Well, because uh, <laughs> I can talk all the fucking time. I live here. But we got you on, Joe's, the, Joe's, on the Skype here. Joe's so. working on a bass drum right now. <laughs> Which tune? You see that? Uh, Slipstream. Slipstream. Yeah, we this has the... got this. This one has a. Okay, he sent me this, you know, bass and drum thing, right? And so yeah. uh, I wrote these words, these verses, and then I came up with a chorus that was, I guess, too perverted. It got scissored. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? I, the song's about this guy who thinks water's really soft. Mm-hmm. It is soft, right? Can be. But not jumping out of an airplane at 10,000 feet. It's like no. rock, and it'll kill you. But see, he's such a delusional asshole, he tries to do this, to jump in the water from this high up. So, because he gave it a name, Slipstream, so I was thinking about being in the air, you know, in an airplane and jumping in the water. And Have you ever got notions before? And then... You put the reality test to them, and they're really fucked up. <laughs> like, I remember once over here in Navy Housing when I was a boy, uh, we, we, we made lighter uh, parachutes out of handkerchiefs with lighters. You ever do this shit? You tie four corners on, you throw them up. And we thought, wow, look, this works for lighters. You know, and dudes do it. So we can do this with sheets. We get these fucking sheets and tie, you know, uh, clothesline to the corners and jumped out of these big trees and fucking DIY parachute. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like parachuting. Uh, they fucking didn't even open up, you know. And, uh, we had them actually. We had them in boxes on our bo- bag that held six half gallons, and they, they didn't even get out of the boxes. We thought you could just yank it out and just plop out. And, <laughs> fucking, and, uh, I remember laying at the bottom of those tree trunks, you know, uh, one. Guy really hurt his ankle bad. But to talk about stupid. We thought the problem was we were too low. So we climbed higher in the tree, and we thought it was like maybe we shouldn't put him in the box and just have him out there, you know. But we still went and dropped like rocks. And I was really, it was much higher up. And so I was lucky the tree branches, as I was getting scared as we were plummeting down, and so I stuck my arms out and hit branches, and it kind of broke my fall a little bit. But I fucked up my ankle. We all got fucked up ankles after that one. I remember us laying there crying. And so after that one, we didn't try it again. But you didn't light them on fire. 
Light on fire? Your sheets. No. No, they were lighters. In the old days, lighters used to be metal, heavy things. Okay? And you would take this up with string on a handkerchief and you throw oh. them up. You needed some kind of weight oh, okay. or they just okay. fl flop mm -hmm. around. And lighters were big, heavy <laughs> Zippo things. They were big metal things. Because that would take them up, like a higher balloon. No, no, that was just a weight on the bottom of this handkerchief okay. so okay. to make it deploy. We were way too heavy for the size of the sheet. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was retarded. But the, the, the point being that that's kind of the idea of this song. You're was like this guy, no, you, you can like visualize things that have nothing to do with reality. You just think, well, it might work. You know, like a Da Vinci drawing or something, you know. It might work, you know. You might be able to jump into the ocean from way up there and it'll be like, you know, jumping into a swimming pool. But it's not from that high up, it's like a seaman. So it kind of ends at that point. I never get past uh, hitting the thing. And then I had a... But it's a dream of the water mm -hmm. being wet and soft, so I called it a wet dream. <laughs> and Sam thought it was like kind of pervert about being a teenage and have uh, nocturnal emissions. Yeah, nocturnal emissions. <laughs> <laughs> but I was uh, I was thinking out of the slipstream and into the wet dream. But it, now, I like it. I think even though it has that perv shit on it, that I mean, makes it better. But I was thinking of it like it was just uh, incredulous of this guy to try something like this. But, you know, that's what songs are for. You know, transcend the lame-ass realities. But th th this is how we built the album, going back and forth with our first our jam ideas. And it's a very unusual song process for me. I've never really done them that way. And just... Then it'd be uh, batted back to him, and then he'd bat it back to me and bat it. Now he's having the last say with the mixes. Well, not actually, because then he asked me uh, my opinions, and I give them to him, and he goes back. But at some point, we want to get this album done. So he's just going to have to ignore this uh -huh. fucking idiot, Pedro, <laughs> and get it done. And, uh, We're nearly there, Mike. We're yeah, there. see, almost there. Some of them I'd had hardly anything to do with. I just put bass to uh, songs that he actually played on the guitar and just sang. So Some of it's not like that. How many instruments are there, ultimately? Oh, it depends on the song. Yeah. I think the most simple is guitar and bass, right? There's one with just two instruments and singing, mm -hmm. with three things, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Sam, isn't there, there one? Fickle Fortune, yeah. isn't that? Oh, no, and there's a flute. So there's yeah. four things. That's the most simple one, right? Yeah, we, we mixed that yesterday, actually, that yeah. one. Yeah. It's only guitar, bass, flute, and singing, right? Yeah. Actually, it was his demo. I thought it was so good that we would just lame it out by trying to redo it. Mm -hmm. Like, he showed it to me, hey, why don't we try this song? And I said, this is good enough. Let me put on some bass. So you got a little sneak preview you can sample for us? We did yesterday. I, 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 I have them. I have I'll, some. Yeah, on here. I'll send you the mix now. You know what I mix. got? You can I'll flow send me you the one? new mixes we did yesterday, if you want. Okay, yeah, I'll flow that, and I'll play it on the show. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, you know, God, we've been talking now for 25, 23 minutes. We're in the third hour, and I haven't let you talk enough about this. I keep bogarting. So, <laughs> I want you to talk about Sam, because... Oh, Mike, Sam. I don't know. I, uh, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say too much. Just let the music speak for itself. I mean, we're mixing it. <laughs> Um, 
I mean, you've okay. been involved with a lot of music in your life, and uh, how's this project different? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty different, actually. Um, I, was quite, I did that project with um, Shige, um, DJ Scott Chegg. I'm going to play something from that, uh, Same Things. Same Things, which is kind of similar, because it was all the jam sessions and then writing the songs after the event. Um, but these are more... Uh, I guess I've worked on these a bit longer, actually, and... Well, also, he can play other instruments and shit. He's not as limited as I am. Well, I guess it was a different process. We were, the two of us were kind of editing... Like he can play everything, and I'm just a fucking bass and some spiel. Yeah, he's a talented man, um, but... Um, yeah, it's just... I, I like, It's been really interesting. Every song's really different, and we're really noticing that when we mix it now, because all the sounds are different, and... Each one has to be approached differently for the mix as well, which is yeah, it's exciting actually. Yeah, it's not like uh, I know how much how many we have thirteen. It's not like thirteen versions of the same song. It's like each one is its own world, which is pretty trippy. It's going to be quite strange when it when we actually do finish it because it's been what two <laughs> been doing this for two, two and a half years. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's kind of yeah, he he's he's kind of been through that with his his other band the band that he works for and then this project he did with Shige. Okay, mostly instrumental. Uh, no, where he deals with samples, he deals with other people's sounds. My, my my, I mean, I'm getting into this more now with the internet stuff and collaborating with people. But my experience is like you get in the, you go and practice some songs with some people and then you bring them into the studio and you record them. It's just, <laughs> yeah, which I like, but I like this stuff too. This is kind of interesting, uh, very interesting, and it, it, it puts your music in a different. I know a lot of this stuff that the way I'm represented on this album, it could have never happened in another way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's brought out stuff in me musically, even though it's kind of old hat for Brother Sam. Mm -hmm. For what? It's very different and very exciting, and uh, I'm, I'm really. Uh, honored and uh, to be part of it he's bringing out things in me that there's no other way it could have been breaking new so, ground break, kind of like that oh I'm excited about um, with no beasting Mike that's really coming together now that one no beasting yeah, yeah it's coming together really coming together that was together. the one, that was the one where, again he sent me a bass and a drum that he found that he liked from our jams and I was right this was when I could ride to Royal Palms my knee wasn't all fucked uh -huh. up Look, I got no break. I'm wearing pajamas. <laughs> oh, yeah. My I've never had nightwear before. I was going to say, it's a pretty funky I jacket. <laughs> I just came over to Brother Matt's. It's like, fuck it. I ain't going to get dressed. I've been, you know, usually I conk naked, but since I got this in Japan, it's like, I'm wearing this shit from now on. Is that taken over from the Jinbei now? Jinbei don't conk in. <laughs> Jinbei's actual day wear, but it's nightwear. One thing I would always, one thing that wakes me up easy is having to piss, but the other one is rolling out of the blankie. You know, I conk on the decks and if I can roll out of the blankie and get a little cold. With this shit, you can roll out of the blankie and you ain't cold. So it's a little different sensibility for conking. But anyway, back when I could pedal to Royal Palm, well, up that hill, uh, he had just given me this thing and I was there by the water, by the waves. And there was a drone on the rock. You know what a drone is? Bee. The boy bee. Yeah. 
They got big eyes, you can tell the boys. And they got no stinger. Because he called it bee sting. And so I was kind of contrary. Like the workers, right? The workers are women. Oh. Unfertile women. The only fertile woman is the queen. And that, that's what they're for. They're for seeing the queen. Huh? And then when they're done, uh, fertilized, they usually are kicked out of the hive and starved to death. But they got no stingers. So I, I kind of was contrary to his title and just said, no bee sting. And I wrote this thing about a male bee. What it must be like, maybe. Mm. Kind of. <laughs> and uh, so see how these came around, you know what I mean? Well, I would have never, I don't write about that. Not guy. a lot of songs about that. No. Being a male bee? <laughs> yeah. Drone, drone. <laughs> well, anyway, that's what no bee sting's about. And I was thinking about uh, Motown, uh, heard it through the grapevine for the chorus. And just all these kind of things came to me because of the associations he made with our jams. So it's an interesting record for me. It's a, a it's not a me purely uh, looking at it as bass, guitar, bass parts I have to put to music. Not at all. It's more like, a, I don't know, assembly. kind of flower arranger. Yeah, assemblage, you know what I mean? I don't grow the flowers. I arrange them in the vase. Uh -huh. you know, something like that. Dan, uh, Danny did some synthesizer for that, um, Mike. We've we've replaced the third, final verse, the guitars, with some um, really, really interesting synth, actually. And it really helps. After to, the drum solo? After the drum solo. So it takes solo. on a different... <laughs> I cut the drum solo up to... To smithereens and sort of rearranged it. It's pretty. It's pretty whacked out now. I'm pretty happy with it. Oh, yeah. But I the, like the uh, one you synth, did live. Synth, you know, on Danny's homemade synth, it sounds really, really beautiful. I think. Oh yeah, that big one. Shige ended up doing using that in the jam. Yeah, this thing's about the size of the fucking window. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. It's this like guy, based on buddy, is his name Daddy Man. <laughs> so you don't want to tell too much. You just wanted to give little particulars about where you're at right now. Yeah. And I, talk, I guess I talked enough about it. <laughs> my, my commanding vision Definitely of the project. The interest, though. No, but a lot of it, I'm, I'm telling you, it's a lot of it's Brother Sam. I can't take even a fucking third I'll of the I'll send you over a couple of mixes, Mike. Tama yeah. Tobacco yeah, and yeah, um, okay. Pickle Fortune, Tommy maybe. Tobacco. For, yeah, like, that one's a trip. Tommy Tobacco's one... Where I only was there in the jam. I'm not yeah. part of it in any yeah. other way. There's these little bass parts he found to fit into this whole tune. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you keep going here with your music. I'm going to play some okay. Cat B fart for us. I'm going to play some uh, same things in Cause 2. I'll send you over. Those mixes. Love you. Bye bye. Yeah, I love you. Same. See you soon, man. Music! 
Fisherman fishes for squid to support family. The squid fisherman thinks about relationship, thinks about relationship with squid. The squid gives so much, gives so much for the squid fisherman's family. Thinking about this much. Is it fair? What does a squid get from the squid fisherman? No answer. 
school for this relationship.
poem is uh, from the book Trashing of America. It's uh, entitled 100 Flies in an Airplane Flying Around the World. Bend down, America, and kiss the concrete. Those strange years flew by too fast. Left the hitchhiker standing with a lover named Blank, breathing the fumes with only a flashback emotion. Everything wilted and dying. No friends dropping by. No tender love. Survival in its barest form in a world of sick electricity. Automatic duplication of reactions and conversations. We know everything and even have the same conversations we've had before, or perhaps the same conversations we have every time we see each other. I don't know, but I can't get off on nothing. Even my blues records are getting to be a bore. And I lost my felt-tip pen while answering what could have been my first fan letter, but I didn't know what to say. It took a long time to write because everything was piled too high. Unanswered want ads marked penny deep on my desk in piles while I sit on my piles and look out the window onto the Bowery where weekend suburbanites come to buy very decorative lamps. But this is a great dream realized. This is the way it is. And one thing you can never expect from a fellow American is consideration. So bend down, America, and kiss the asphalt. You voted for it. I wonder where they all come from. Have they crawled out of the 50s with new plastic and new hairdos? Hello, suckers. They've put one on you again. No one wants to think about it anymore. It's really very depressing. I just lie in bed and daydream and sometimes stare out the window, like in an institution. Bend down, America, and kiss the asphalt. A decade flashed upon the screen subliminally, like it didn't happen. The liberals were becoming very much loud, and the same situation still exists in the lottery down another hall. Just lie and stare into space. Try not to think. Friends seem far away. The doors closed to the outside. Throw down the key. Get me off this fucking street. Trash, dog shit, and dying bums. Between the mafia and the government, there's no place left to live. Take me back to sick suburbia. Everything in its place, run like corporations by retired army officers. Everything in its place, but falling apart, closed down, unused, rotting. There is no need for anything unless it can be made into profit. Well, I remember future for a generation shot in the back and or front, dark bullseye creeping into the zero of lost future, which was yours and mine and comes in April with a robin song the countless birds of spring with outlines exploding in the sun.
Watch from Pedro show. Uh, yeah, the only music for the third hour that spiel with Brother Sam went on a little bit there. But happy to talk to him, even though I did most of the fucking yammering. First time he's been on the show via Skypeage. Yeah. Very international. Because show. I've done a couple of spiels with the men in his native England. Right there with uh, me. This one was, uh, yeah, well, in fact, one was in Glastonbury. Yeah. Oh, it was all raining Another there. Another big festival. Oh, muddy. That's where I, after that gig is when I wore the djembe on the plane and <laughs> all the dudes got pissed off. Because <laughs> I was muddy. I mean, those kids came on the stage, whoa, a couple hundred, and they were just, yeah, they were muddy. It gets it. <laughs> It was fun. I should say the music we played. We played uh, Tropical Hot Dog Night by Cat Beefheart. Uh, actually played it for Laurie because you must have heard that before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So And see, I would say, yeah, that was probably the more commercial. I wouldn't too. say it was merged totally, yeah. but maybe not as angular as... Yeah, you could dance to that. Some like the, regular kind of dance. I could dance to <laughs> angular stuff. I could dance to it, too. Oh, John's can't. Then we heard the Squid Fisherman. Now, this is an early mix from Same Things, a band uh, Sam was talking about. The, uh, they got with DJ Scotch Egg, Shige. I saw Shige at our gig in England on the 4th, uh, two weeks ago, 16 days ago. Yeah, he was there. This guy's an incredible musician. I don't know how long he's lived in England, but he's from Japan, and he was making music with the Game Boy. Mm, wow! Shit, you know this. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> this guy can make music with anything. Incredible musician, and that's uh, Shuko Araki on the. Brother Sam asked me. He was. Uh, I think I did a, a spiel for one of these same thing songs when I was at his pad. Maybe during that jam for the first cuz, and he said. He asked me to read, make up some ship for some ship thing, and I used a poem from Amigo song. And he tripped out on it. He goes, "Yeah, wow, who writes that shit?" Because she's a great poet. And so I told him, and she's a really incredible drummer too. But her poetry, one one part of it is, I think, is because their language is fuzzy, and when they go over to English, it's almost poetry anyway, uh-huh. the way they write. <laughs> And, like, her husband's emails to me are total poems. Total. They're, they're, they're beautiful. They're amazing. <laughs> so incredible. So he asked me, hey, why don't you write her a poem? But I, she'll read it. And so that's what you're hearing in The Squid Fisherman. Uh, again, I think it's being displaced from the mother thing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you get it. A different tank, take on it, yeah, yeah, a trippy spin. And then we heard uh, Renovo by Eccles, E-K-L-E-Z. Sounds you good. say Eccles? <laughs> because uh, they're Klezmer bands, so uh-huh. oh, yeah, some Eccles in there. And uh, great stuff. Um, wow, Miley's. <laughs> he knows Miley's, he says. It's John Coltrane. <laughs> it's my sister. Why? <laughs> Thanks, Melinda. I'm doing a radio show right now. Oh. Thank you. 
She's the one who got me that leash. I, I don't get hardly any calls. I don't use this shit. But emergency, if I saw somebody flipped over, uh-huh. I would call the hombre or something. Then we heard a uh, hundred flies. She got tired of circling the airport. That's when she got me. Picked me up after tour. Hundred flies in an airplane flying by Charlie Plymel. Yeah. Thank you, Charlie. Great cat. And uh, connection. C o n n e x i o n. Did you say connection? Yeah. 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 By uh, Hige Chico and Kearu Sato. And I think uh, that was recommended to me by uh, Miss Pin. We haven't had a Pin right, Information a segment in a long time because she told me your uh, advisor, whatever the, what do you mean, you, you're trying to get a PhD, right? What do you call that guy? Yeah, I think it's an advisor, advisor or something. Because you got to write this big. Right, you got to like kind of guide you through. Or, you got to write this, yeah. uh, what's it called? Thesis. Thesis, Thesis. Mm-hmm. yeah. To get a doctorate, and she says this guy's son of a bitch and uh, doesn't have it all together, and uh, just piles of work on her. And so she's had no time. Uh, she's had no time. She's very sorry, but she recommended me this. Cool. I like she, the yeah, Just thinking of her. Yeah. Uh, and she also makes part of the noise. Yeah. She's got some uh, group with somebody. God, what are they called? I can't remember their name, but she actually she asked me uh, advice on if she wants to get a bass. Cause I guess she does some guitar and mm. she wants to expand in the, in the bass and stuff. And, uh, but uh, yeah, her. Uh, I told her she should talk with his advisor and say, "Look, uh, she's uh, helping educate a bunch of ignorant people about the Asia yeah, she's rock a international." Right, right. She's helping out, so it's, it's this is part of her program and cut her some fucking slack, guy. Anyway, when she's ready, we'll get in a, another segment. Uh, so, uh, Brother Matt, you're on vacation now. Yeah, thank God. And it started right with this... Right with storm. Right with the storming. So, what do you got planned? Kind of staycation-looking It's a staycation? Deal. Yeah, but that's all right. Been yeah. Kicking butt. No out-of-townage? No not foreign adventurage? I'm not against it, but I don't have any big plans There's right nothing now. on the plate. Yeah, yeah. If I, if I don't do anything, I'll just go bigger next time. Right, no Alaska Glacier... No, not this time. It's too cold in the summer. <laughs> I can imagine now. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, they're going to be putting in new windows, though. So that'll oh, yeah. be an adventure. Yeah, just come off the Burrito Day festivities, too. So oh, that's that right. A big day you don't know about Burrito Day? Brother Matt got Mr. Bradley. I Remember know. our mayor? I, I read about it. Yeah, we've been celebrating. I liked it. We've been celebrating for a while. Yeah. I'm going to celebrate today. Cool. Every day. Every day is brief day when you get down to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it was actually uh, one of the... There's a date anointed to it by the mayor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got the proclamation. I saw, yeah. Proclamation, that's what it was proclaimed. Yes. And uh, so you're still winding down from those festivities. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, Laurie, you're going to be painting more than one? Yes. They're based on beans? They're based on eyes? Um, they're based on visions, visions, <laughs> visions progress, that right? end up, yeah, looking like eyes or beans from Venus. Yeah, I have a show at Track Sixteen. Searchin like yeah. also. Yeah, yeah, and sort of mushroom, shroomy like. Um, like you're eating shrooms. God's eyes, you know, um, spirits. They have they have magic in them. They really do. 
but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Get it, discover You'll it. You'll get it. You'll get it one of these yeah. days. Yeah. You mean the painting or the act of painting? Get the act of painting or get the painting? Where's the magic? <laughs> Both. Did yeah, I answer that right? <laughs> Um, yeah, I know, it's both. I mean, doing it's like magic. It's like creating magic. And then what you end up with is magic, too. I mean, it sounds sort of silly to say that it's magical, but it is. So is there like some airbrushing in some of that? Yeah, stuff? that's mostly airbrush. There's some handwork in there. And um, that's, I mean, this is the smallest I've worked in a really long time. I, I don't actually... I don't usually generally work this small because for me it's a lot more freeing if I work on a much bigger scale. Um, my work tends to be fairly physical, and so the bigger sheet of paper or whatever I have to work on, the better for me. And it's very rhythmic, and I paint to a lot of different types of music. I have a question for you, which is not about what we were talking about. What, but just for the sake of it, what's the most memorable and fondest memory you have of a birthday of your birthday can you think of one well I got to play uh, one of them in Tokyo first time Nell's got to play there I took him I think the 51st one that was pretty wild Yeah, maybe that was my most notable. I remember the 50th one was in Long Beach, and that was pretty neat. Devin Hoff playing a bass solo for me on a string bass with me standing right next to him. Nice. That was beautiful of him. And then I was doing a banging gig. So the older you got, the better it got. Well, those those were like two big deals. Those mm-hmm. were like gigs. Mm-hmm. They were... Uh, it would have been big, uh, even if it wasn't my birthday. Mm-hmm. They, you know, but I remember them for that. Uh, yeah, when I was young, well, I was telling Brother Matt, I used to hide them. I didn't tell people about them in the 20s and 30s. As a kid, yeah, I don't remember them so well. I know I always get Levi's <laughs> from my mom and sister. So, but I come home now. She's going to cook me a chow for dinner, so I bet you there's a couple pair of Levi's to go with the other 45 or 46. But good luck. With, get back to the other subject. Oh, okay. Sorry. Good it's luck with the painting and, Thank you. and, you know, making people like that guy all upset. I'm in. <laughs> and uh, I hope you get on with the murals. But the gallery's neat, too, in a record cover or T-shirt. Yeah. You know... Maybe it's just, I share the same thing where you just want to get it out. Yeah, I and I, I actually would like to show other places. I think I might have a show in Tokyo actually next next year. I've been talking to a gallery there, so I'm happy about that. Have you been there? No, and I I, ah. I want to go. I mean that's the, that's the thing brother about Matt, going to other I places. Get him over there. He wants to go see. You should come for the opening, brother Matt. Cool. <laughs> Dirk t- too. Very cool. I have a lot of Pedro friends who want to go to. Visit Japan. They hear about my trips, and I want them to see too. Oh, six of those, no, eight of the gigs in the spring are going to be with light. Oh, I want to take them to the south this time, so it'll be from Texas to wow. uh, 
Georgia. You know, they've done the Northeast, mm-hmm. little Midwest, and some West Coast, now some South. Because I want to show them our land. Yeah. Cool. Uh, this has been a memorable, that, that's real good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, this has been a very memorable birthday for me. Have we ever done one on my show, uh, birthday? A show on my I birthday? I was wondering back. I, I can't recollect. Were you naked the last time? It's like nine years. <laughs> was I naked? Last birthday? Or last show? No, I was just <laughs> thinking about what you're talking about, your pajamas. My nightwear. Yes, that you're wearing. I got this from Japan. That's nice. Where did I get it? Matsumoto. Very nice. And, uh, yeah, I like... They have little bears on them. Three Rakuma, not any little bear. Oh, okay. <laughs> and also Kiwai Tori and Kobe Rakuma. Where's Kobe Rakuma? Oh. Yeah, maybe she ain't on here. Well, she's always like mischievous and shit. Kiwai Tori's here. He's usually oh, the one that's all pissed off. Are those really old um, characters? How how old are I those? I think he just turned six mm. or seven. Mm. He has birthdays. <laughs> anyway, uh, nice. thanks for helping me have a good one here. Cool. On the happy birthday. Happy birthday. And, um, happy birthday to Peak. Yeah. Yeah. It's Peak. I share it with somebody else. Or we, we both share Chris, it with somebody Chris else. Brett. Chris Greer's birthday today, too. Okay, I share it with you. All right. Um, thanks for Brother Sam for coming all the yeah, way yeah. via the Very Skype from England to talk about cuts. Yeah, yeah, international show. Yeah, I can't today. wait to hear that stuff. And, uh, yeah, 53, I'm looking forward to it. Getting a lot done, a lot out there for as far as my base and spiel. So thank you, everybody, for helping me with that. Uh, it's been the December 20th, 2010 Watt from Pedro show. Keep your powder dry. Yeah.